So, we're in the time where kids are going back to school. And I remember when I was going back to school, every year, it would just be kind of exciting. You'd, you'd go, you'd see all your friends. Most of the... It, before I had a job, summer was, like, actually really boring for the most part. A lot of times I didn't really have much to do. Um, but um, th that's actually the topic of our episode today. It's back-to-school albums that we liked in high school. And uh, some albums that we associate in high school. But um, one of my things that I did in the summer was I watched a lot of TV, some network TV. One of my favorite shows, The Magic School Bus, also has to do with, with the titular school. <laughs> Get to the point. And, yeah, I just want to say that, you know, you may think that people don't hear your secrets, but Frizz hears, as in Miss Frizzle. Welcome to Fresh oh Ears, the podcast God. where three boys and berries talk oh about albums God. that we picked. To my right, the man who always wears a hat because he's controlled by a rat, Alex Petri. Say hi, Alex. How you doing, buddy? Hello. Ooh, wow, that was good. Glad and to be here. Yeah, thanks for being thanks for being my guest on the podcast. We're gonna, have, we're gonna have some fun today. Yeah, we're already having fun. I like. I'm sure totally. my pun was really good. And to my left, the man who always wears a shirt because his tummy hurts. John Mark Shaver, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, buddy. How are you? Pretty good. Thanks for asking. No one ever says hi, you. Um, well, anyway, this is called Fresh Ears, and uh, this is episode I think six. Yes, yeah, six. Episode six. Um, pretty solid number. One of my favorite numbers. Oh, God. Um, and it's, uh, so all three of us are big music fans. You could say we love to listen to music all day and all night. And, um, we picked each time we pick a, an album for the other two to listen to. And then we talk about it here. And like I said, the theme is back to school. And what does that are, mean, Eddie? These are, so I have a couple albums that I listened to in high school. A lot of music that like. I don't really like now. It's been I've been out of high school for eight years, seven years. It's a long time. Yeah, seven years, You're man. Old. Yeah, I mean, I, I I had to get my colonoscopy earlier today, so <laughs> I just came from there. But um, we uh, yeah, we're old men now, and we Casey don't. Casey to you, right? We, yeah, well, she was there. She had to help. But there is um, yeah, there's some albums I just don't like as much as I used to back in the day, and I think this is the case for you guys too. So these are our picks. So these aren't these aren't necessarily albums that we still like. Love. Yeah, we we love them, but in a, in a different different type of yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um. So and it's just kind of a fun experiment to look back on your old tastes, and this is what we're gonna do today on episode six, of Fresh Ears, of Frizz Ears. All right, guys. When we come back, we're gonna talk about Eddie's album. See ya. back on fresh ears for segment one hopefully you stuck around for apparently what is our longest intro ever <clears throat> but me eddie trezino i don't think i said my name did i at the beginning i'm gonna talk about the album that i picked called 15 by buck cherry okay um, let's hear it all right here goes coming at you in 10 <laughs> okay so 15 is a 2006 album by buck cherry a hard rock band um very yes what no you're right very reminiscent of acts from mainly the 80s i would say like they're very inspired by motley Crue, guns and roses maybe even a little acdc maybe even a little kiss um and uh they they and like 
the big difference is the voice, I would say, which I think might be a turnoff for a lot of people. But a lot of those voices were pretty weird back then, especially um, Vince Neil from Motley Crue has a pretty like weird like. <laughs> but this guy's kind of got a little more like kind of grunge-inspired voice. Josh Todd is his name, and singing in Buck Cherry is his game. So. Um, I remember hearing this, I can't, I can't remember, like, I think I heard about it in 2010, because they had an album come out then called All Night Long, that I, some, I don't know how I found out about them, but I think people said they're, like, kind of, like I said, inspired by Guns N' Roses and ACDC, and I liked those bands at the time a lot, and I was like, okay, I'll check these guys out, and I liked that All Night Long album, and I went back to this one, and, uh, I think it's, I liked it more than All Night Long, and I listened to it more probably, but uh, there's a lot of, there's a couple hit singles on this, and get that dolphin noise ready, Alex, because one's called Crazy Bitch, and the other's called Sorry. Um, I don't know if you guys could hear those, they might have both been bleeped out. But um, I, the music, it's, it's kind of, it's a lot of riffy guitar stuff, very... Uh, you like it's really pretty much a ripoff of like Guns N' Roses, but I think you can still have some original tunes within that form. And uh, I guess like the lyrics are kind of um, honestly like they're not really that out there, especially except for like the singles. I think are like the, they have to be the most radio friendly. So I think they had to push that. That says radio yeah, friendly with the song me, "Crazy yeah, Bitch." That's, but I heard that song on the radio. I know. I'm pretty sure I have before. Yeah, but it's not radio friendly at well, all. Well, it's friendly to someone. Maybe it's a little misogynistic. It's to many, but, I think. Well, not women probably, but um, or people who are, have mental health things because apparently crazy is ableist. So wow. I should probably stop saying that. Keep going. Um, there's what eleven songs on this, I think. And I okay so. I, you know, Buck Cherry is kind of a meme. There are a lot of people think that it's like the people who pay for, uh, what's that porn site? <coughs> um, I can't think of the name. Brazzers? Brazzers, yeah. It's like people who pay, I, I've, heard, I've seen that, like Buck Cherry's music for the people who pay for Brazzers. But back at the time, like I just listened to it, I thought it was hard rocking and I was like, oh, this is cool. Um, but I have since moved on to things that are a little more earnest and more self-aware. I don't but, think there's anything ironic about this. I'd say this is pretty earnest. Well, yeah, that's the well, yeah, well, things that are a little more self-aware now. But anyway, um, yeah, at the time, like, I didn't care for the lyrics that much. But okay, so and I've I have two. I'll, I don't know when I should say these, but I saw Buck Cherry live two Let's, times. I I want to get to that when we can all. Okay, talk okay, about it. yeah, because there's some good stories from both of those shows. So listening back. Um, I haven't listened to this in very long, probably like 2015 or 16 was the very last time. I think the last show I went to was 2016 or 20, no, I think it's 2015. So listening back, I think that some of these songs actually hold up. Okay. Like I like the riffs. I liked the riffs and are very straightforward and fast mostly. And there's actually some good hooks in some of those choruses. And the guitar parts, I think, are really good. Like, I think, I can't remember who the guy's name is, but um, Keith Nelson. He's really good at soloing, and there's some good riffage, like I said. Uh, and songs like, they, most of them, even the slow ones, have, like, good kind of choruses. Like, Next to You, I think, is my favorite song on this album. But Out of Line and, like, everything and onset 
are like really good. Like I was like, oh, this isn't that bad. I was like, okay. I mean, it's not something I would really choose to listen to if I had them on my iPod Nano. Mm -hmm. I might skip them now. But listening back, I was like, okay, it's not like offensively bad. Like the voice can be a little grating because it's nonstop. Like eh, it's kind of nasally. It's which is weird for this kind of genre. But like honestly, like I see why I liked it, and it's not. It's not, like, the worst thing I've ever heard. And that is my review of Buck Cherry, the 15, which is the age that I like them at. All right. So, Alex before I get going on how I felt about the album. Um, oh, Alex, Alex couldn't wait for you to shut up. So I know. I could tell. So, first glance. I'm sorry, Alex. So, I apologize. So, first glance, uh, I always hated Buck Cherry. I remember when they first popped off when we were, like, in middle school, and I never, ever, ever liked it. I remember when Crazy B was everywhere. <laughs> oh come on! And I just hate okay. Ben Shapiro sitting. Crazy there. Girl. I remember. I remember. I remember when. Crazy, of the Bee. I remember when Crazy Girl first came out, and it was everywhere. Like it was all over the place. You said, "Are you really gonna bleep us saying Crazy Bitch?" And I, I just hated it. I hated it so, 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 so. Yeah, much. that's my least favorite. So, I Buck Cherry to me historically sounds like a bad like ACDC. Wannabe. It's like a band you'd hear at a, at a tavern. And it's also, and I'm sure this is probably a thing, they if, like they sound like a, a band who would make music that would accompany WWE pay-per-views. Like, well, that's like, actually like, a constant like, theme throughout like, this like whole... Like kicking off a, a WWE pay-per-view, you hear a Buck Cherry song. Like, like for example, uh, WWE Smackdown, Friday Night Smackdown, the kickoff is an ACDC song. Yeah. So. But Nickelback did Raw once. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's all it's all on par. Papa Roach. It's all it's all well. I loved that intro. Yeah, I do too. But it's it's all on par, really. Um, so to me, Josh Todd's voice is very very displeasing. <laughs> like mm-hmm. at first, at first, it's very very displeasing. Um, ACDC kind of has the same effect on me as well. I've never liked ACDC. Um, side note, ACDC. Did you know that Axl Rose? Is the current front man for ACDC? Yes, yeah. No, but that makes sense because it's two bands I don't like. Well, it's weird because they pick someone really like bigger than their own singer. Like Brian Johnson is the name of the ACDC singer. No, it was originally it was Bon, bon Scott. Scott originally. Yeah, but, um, well, anyway. But so this sound, Josh Todd's voice is like it's one of those things. It's maybe kind of like beer. It's one of those things that. You just hate, hate, hate at first, but the more you... It's an acquired taste. The more you yeah. listen to it, it might not become good, but you get used to it, and it becomes okay, all right? Mm-hmm. So I've never liked this genre, ever. Was was Crazy B the only song you'd heard, really, before no, the... Okay. No. Um, put, like, four Bud Lights in me, and I... I, I Bud Lights, the... The drink of, and, of and this I, band, and, and, and I love and I love this album. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. I'm the same way. Um, with taking into account everything I just said, this was a really fun listen. Um, it's not a bad album. Like, it has a lot of fun moments, mm-hmm. and it's obvious that these guys are like really, really good musicians. I mean, it. This is weird. So the album was released in Japan six months before it was released in the U.S. Hey, for our Jap- Japanese listeners, <laughs> hey buddy, that that makes zero sense. Uh, I you know, well a lot of six bands. months, Buck Cherry. 
Sometimes video a lot games of, release in Japan first. A lot of weirdly, a lot of rock bands are big in Japan. I, it's I don't like like uh, Mr. Big and like I don't know who else. Mr. Some, Big. Yeah. You know the rock band that everyone loves. Yeah. Yeah. And crit- critically, this album received like overwhelming. I'm looking at the reviews right now. That's wild. Overwhelmingly yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. positive reviews. Nine out of ten platinum, by Ultimate platinum, Guitar. Platinum record. Four out of five uh, from all music. Wow. Josh Todd also has a solo project. Called not. Josh Todd and the Conflict. Okay. Yeah. Um, and let me just say, I, I hated it when I first listened to this. But I don't know. Maybe I listened to it too much because... To, so, jo- to this or Josh so, Todd? No, this album. So okay. during my last listen, I absolutely loved it. <laughs> I think it's Stockholm Syndrome. Um, maybe. So, so far... I dare you out of stories, Todd! <laughs> that's been in my head. <laughs> always, I can't. I literally. You always up. have the first song. Like you're always singing. I, I, I literally, I literally woke up this morning. Oh, he was <laughs> to that song. I literally woke up this morning with. I tell you how the story starts. Last week you kept, you kept singing sorry. <laughs> yes. Oh, you kept singing the chorus of. So for what they are, the first two tracks are pretty good. Um, Dude, next to you is a good. Now the next three tracks, I don't know if you guys heard, heard this. Maybe this is just because this is still in my head as well. So when. Todd isn't singing like, yeah, yeah. When he's singing with his clean voice, I heard a lot of Brandon Boyd. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. Yeah. A little bit. I heard a lot of Brandon Boyd. I think there's a key um, difference. So ev- everything and everything, uh, the, there's a key change at the end that I think is really, really yeah. good. Everything's a decent song. Uh, Carousel's basically a country song. I didn't really, Carousel's um, pretty. I don't like it at all. Yeah, I don't like um, Carousel. Let's talk about Sorry. So, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry was a hit. Um, uh-huh. It was all it was all over the radio. First, the first ten seconds of the song um, sounds just like "Big Girls Don't Cry" by Fergie. <laughs> yeah. um, hey, mess some, that up. Uh, for some reason, and I can probably explain the reason. This song makes me really sad. It like just I, I enjoy listening to it, but it like kind of bumps me out. Well, power balance. Well, no, I I think it's because it, it takes me back to another time. To when you felt you know, sorry. It floods back memories of being young and being in middle school and. Driving back and forth from swim practice, and it because this I just this song was was all over the radio. Yeah, I it's, can, just, it's just one of those yeah. songs that kind of fill you with that mood. Um, so crazy girl, uh, hey, I have girl. for some reason I have really bad memories of this song playing at middle school dances. And I what? I, I, it, it, I can't imagine. No, they would I, never. I, 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 I almost like. Their vivid memories of this. Did they call it Crazy Girl? Like, were there no, no swear words? Was it the radio edit? I don't think so. <laughs> That's, I, they I said, don't, I don't scratch yourself so. down. No, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Well, they at least played Sorry as a slow dance song. You and I, went I to, believe that. You and I went to the same middle school dances. You did? I, I, I so remember this. Did you guys it. dance together? Of course we did. Huh. We did not. Alex, <laughs> Alex, when we would go to those, when we went to our middle school dances... Did Alex work for the At least on one me? occasion, maybe more than one. I did the worm. There was a dance. Ooh. There was a dance com- competition, and it was Alex's turn. And all he did was he just kept doing the worm over Ooh. and over. Oh, again. I always did the worm. <laughs> he would do the worm, and he would stand up, and then he would start doing the worm again. <laughs> that would be so I'll good. Do it right now. And yeah. everyone cheered well, the first time, it. and then he kept doing. Oh it. Oh my God, Alex is doing uh, the worm really good. He's becoming a worm. So apparently, Buck Cherry is a jam band. Well, I can attest to that. Which is weird. I can attest. Let's... Okay. Well, no. Go ahead. I'll I'll tell you about the live experience. I I, I looked up a live video of Crazy Girl, and they draw it out for 
10 minutes mm -hmm. and it's actually kind of cool um this is a actually you know i i i hate this song but it's actually kind of good um what crazy bitch <laughs> yes like it's got a really good melody it, i can't well maybe I, it, maybe if the lyrics were different it'd be a totally different story it's very hard for me to believe that that was written unironically like not as a joke yeah but i think it was oh i don't think there's any <laughs> irony or self-awareness um, in this band at all but yeah just to wrap up you know the tracks after this they're they, they are what they are I, I think brooklyn's like the worst track i think brooklyn, i kind of like brooklyn. i think brooklyn's like the only filler track on the album i, I wasn't a fan of brooklyn what about sun um, sunshine's my other sunshine's favorite okay. i like that one sunshine's really. okay um it kind of hit its peak with crazy girl for me wow. um, <laughs> broken so I, I historically hate this album first listen hated this album um, at the end of maybe five listens, last album, um, I absolutely loved it. Uh, so yeah, that's my review. That's a trend with you because <laughs> Alex bought Asia on vinyl. Yeah. Like, and he he gave it a six when we reviewed it. Yeah, it's, and he loves it. It's weird, man. Your old pighead. I love pighead. So everyone's calling him. It will these come days. back to you. All right, John Mark, tell us how you feel about Crazy Girl. Well, I'm not gonna go track by track. Okay. I'm, I know that's your style, but not really mine. Um. I, Eddie always has a very visceral reaction, he says, to country music. You've said this before, I know what you're going to say. But my visceral reaction is to this mid-2000s hard rock. I can't stand it. But, I, there's a key difference between this and Incubus, which I would put, I'd put them in the same category. I would not, but I won't Yeah, argue. I wouldn't either. Well, I, in my brain, I follow them away. In the I same mean, way. I get the time period. There's no, no, a no, similar. No, no, no. no, no there's a similar. different genres of rock, but in my. There's a similar vibe. In my brain, I put them in the same filing cabinet. Okay, I get it. The major difference is, I think this. I think Buck Cherry's really funny to listen to. Oh, they are. Yeah, it's yeah. It's really funny yeah. that these people decided to make these songs. All right. Yeah, it just sounds <laughs> it just like. It's. Eddie and I do that as a joke all the time, making fun of like ACDC oh, and stuff. Yeah. And this is this is real life happening. Um, I will say, the I loved this kind of stuff when I was a kid. Uh, this came out in 2006. Oh, I did not. We're, 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 okay, so we were in sixth grade when this came out. And that was also around the time I was really, really into Three Days Grace. Mm -hmm. And I also filed the same... I think it's Chris is a little bit edgier. They're a little bit more darker, and these yeah. guys are more like. We're here to have more, a good time, like baby. A party band, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Shake your tail feather. So I never listened to Buck Cherry as a kid, and in my brain, I get them confused with another band that I always like. I forget the name of the other band, um, but I always confuse them. It's the country band with a woman, I think. <laughs> Just because of the name. Shania Twain. Yeah, Shania Twain. Oh, okay, yeah, me too. Shania Twain and Buck Cherry to me are indistinguishable. <laughs> <clears throat> Whatever, well, I'll look it up on the break, but. Um, I have to say, if I was in sixth grade and I listened to the song Everything, I think that would have been my anthem. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. I like Everything. As a 12 that key change, man. The key change is awesome. As a 12 year old listening to Everything, I would have been like, this speaks to me, man. <laughs> I, yeah. That's what I think. I get it. I hate Sorry. I I I'd say I don't like I don't like these mid two thousands hard rock bands. 
The only thing I hate, I don't like more than those is when those bands do power ballads. Sorry's like like on par with Lips of an Angel. <laughs> no way. I can way. see that. It's no not. Way. It's not it's that like great. Like, Lips of an Angel is the greatest comedy song ever. Yeah, Lips made. of an Angel is transcendent. Right. The only good, the only good, like slow power ballads that these bands ever made was is Lips of an Angel by Hinder and Everything by Buckcherry. And it's been a while by Stained. Been a while. Okay. Well. I see how- I wouldn't put Stained in the same category as Book Cherry either. Yeah, I would. I put them more. Well, here's the well, thing: I, is I that put them more in the category with Incubus. Yeah, but you're not in my head. You're not. You're not seeing all the filing cabinets. I'm not inside <laughs> your mind, Fuzz. You're not in my mind, Fuzz. So, I'm, I'm not sure I want to go through those file cabinets either. Oh, there's, there's a lot. Of, yeah, you really have to hide things. A lot. Of, a lot Stay away. A lot of them are jammed. Keep, you can't really open keep them. Me out. Uh, <laughs> you're coming. You're Walk coming. Me down you're the walkway. I'm what I really want to hear right now, and I can I can almost picture it perfectly in my brain. I'm looking at this uh, track list that Alex so lovingly printed off of Wikipedia. Kissing. Yep. Um, seeing that they covered "Pump It Up" by Elvis Costello. Yeah, I never heard that. Which is a song that I love. It's a good song. But I could very easily see what's his name, Josh Todd. Josh Pump it up. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pump it up, crazy girl. Yeah. So I think when we're done recording this, we got to watch that or listen to that. Because um, apparently the Edmonton Oilers used that version of "Pump It Up" as their introduction song. Who knew? Yeah, this is a hot. This is a this is a band you hear yeah, at a hockey man. game. Canadian. Here's here's here, let me set the scene. And this might be a local reference, and I'm sorry for our German listener. Uh, you're going to Gold Rush, and everyone around you. Uh, kind of looks like Donnie, and <laughs> no one listening is going to understand this. I know it's fine, it's but everyone, you and me. you're a couple, you're a couple beers in, and all the women have those jeans on with like the like the bedazzled like, oh, what butt are those pockets. Called? What are those called? Miss me, <laughs> true religion. And they all have like the, they all have the Karen haircut. Not true religion. I think those are really expensive. And all the men have like. Bald heads and cargo shorts and like the sunglasses on top of their head, yeah. and everyone's drinking and everyone's listening to crazy smoking bitch by cigarettes, smoking cigarettes in the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And then sorry comes on and everyone gets real solemn and starts singing along to it. That's what this album slow is. dancing. That's what this is. Well, what 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 I, about the, what about the other songs? No, I see, like I, what? Tell I us about like another song. Like what's your favorite? See, but before, yeah, everything is be, my favorite. Before we leave okay. Gold Rush. Before we leave Gold Rush. <laughs> we can't leave. <laughs> All right, we're Which, here. By the way, is we're a, recording in okay, Gold Rush. Gold Rush is a very sketchy uh, bar, I guess. But people have a lot of fun there. Uh, I've, I've never, never been, been there. there but I've been there once. It looks like a abandoned building, but Trapped did play there Trapped several played there, years yeah. ago. So wow. if it's like 1 a.m., people are really start, starting to hit their stride in, in the Gold Rush, and Crazy Girl comes on. Oh. People are hitting the dance That's going to be a party. Oh, my goodness. Can you? I don't want to be a part of that party, <laughs> but it's going to be a yeah, party. Man. Just well, I, that brings me... Level on that. <laughs> yeah, well, that brings me to the live shows that I went to. The, yeah, when I saw the live... Shows. Well, there's not that much to talk about. It was like I went... One of the youngest people... I was... Uh, I think I might have been in high school. If, no, I must have... I think 2014, I saw him the first time, um, and uh, I was probably the youngest person there. But it, I was at the Altar Bar in Pittsburgh. Did you go R.I.P. Dan? Dan got okay. yep. Dan. I don't know if you want me to say. <laughs> well, you already did. But anyway, no, I didn't complete it. But uh, it was my first exposure to hardcore dancing at a show. I, I've <laughs> oh, never no. been. I've never been to Warp Tour, and I've never been to like, because I've, I've always been like a a soft boy. 
<laughs> well, I don't know what the Discord. No but way. I don't know. But the point is, I've seen you on punk shows, dude. Yeah, you're, but but I don't. Not a soft but guy. I don't like swing my arms around and do karate. You don't do that for every single band at Warped Tour. I know that, but like. We'll talk about we'll that t- later. Hey, we'll, we'll be, we'll be but, talking about that anyway, later on yeah, today. Yeah, but anyway, right, cool. that it was my first exposure to hardcore dancing. And I was like, why are like 35-year-olds doing that? I was like, yeah. what the hell is wrong with these They're people? They're all 40. But um, yeah, that was cool. And so that, let me ask you this. Uh-huh. They opened, or Fozzie opened for them, as I've so you liked, said. So you liked Buck Cherry. Uh-huh. Well, we got to talk about you using the bathroom during that Fozzie show. But <laughs> okay. before, you, it was 2014. Mm-hmm. You were what, nineteen years old? Mm, yeah, must nineteen. So you were still ago. a fan of Buck Cherry this time? Yeah, I like. I, what made you go to this concert? I liked live shows. They were there. I was like, oh yeah, sure, sounds fun. I mean, I liked you liking Buck Cherry. Surprised me really. Like, like I yeah. Well, I I, didn't, I can't imagine myself ever liking. It's it. weird because like at the same time as Buck Cherry, I was getting into like the Leftovers and like Teenage Bottle Rocket, and, and, I feel and like, like they're you know complete. And I feel like your music taste is like such on the other side. Well, when I was growing up, my mom and my mom always liked bands like ACDC and my uncle, gotcha, like because gotcha, gotcha. like, they like the heart like totally. 80s rock, and I I like yeah. You no, know, I agree though. Like in my brain, in the, in those filing cabinets that I mentioned. I have dusty, dirty filing cabinets. This horribly <laughs> gross, creaky. Ooh, they're kind of wet. Yeah, uh, I have Alex music and Eddie music, <laughs> and I can hear something and be like, "Oh, that's Eddie music. That's whatever. That's Eddie music, or that's Alex music." And this would not be Eddie music. Well, ever, yeah, that's the in thing. Any world. Uh, uh, the thing is, is like when I was listening to like I and I do still like bands like Motorhead and, and ACDC, but. Like I hear like the guitar parts and I I really yeah like because I like guitar parts everyone's favorite Motorhead (laughs) yeah yeah and like I think that's what drew me to most music back then was like guitar and I still do like guitar riffs but now just a little different kindly kind of all right let's uh let's 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 get our final reviews no I want to hear him talk about Fozzie oh so I went to the bathroom at the altar bar show and I went and okay I exaggerated when I said I peed next to him I'm sorry guys but I went the wrong way and I went into their like dressing room and I was like oh sorry you mean you lied. Yeah, <laughs> that was an exaggeration. That's well, a complete. We were told. I'm sorry. For years, I've been told that Eddie and Chris Jericho. <laughs> okay, that was, I'm sorry. Professional wrestling legend and lead singer of Fozzie. I'm sorry. Peed guys. beside each other. I'm sorry. Well, I did pee beside. What the hell? Is I Fozzie? know you did. I don't know. I'm sorry. I think I was gonna say that I just went to their dressing room by accident and. I just like got out of hand. Wait, did you go to their dressing room by accident? Yeah, because it was like down the other way. And and Chris Jericho was in there. They were all sitting there, and I was just like, "Oh, sorry." And I went away. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. You. Suck. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I God. apologize. We're not I friends anymore. Lied. I mean, you should have just kept up with a lie. I mean. Well, I can't. I had to come clean. I'm I sorry. was only ever friends with you because I thought you pissed beside <laughs> Chris Jericho. Okay. Well, uh, my rating for this, my. My retrospective rating, I guess, is a 7 out of 10 because I did enjoy the riffs and I, like, even past a nostalgic value, I think, like, there's some songs that could hold up. So that's it. Thanks yeah, for, for me, you know, for what this is, uh, it's pretty good. Uh, I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Oh, man. Um, I can't give this higher than a 5. And I'm probably going to give it lower than a five because I'm not going to revisit any of these songs. I'm never going to listen to these songs again unless someone makes me. So you're going to hear them again. Oh, I'm sure. So we will. You will be at a bar. How dare you have the story starts? I'll give this a four. 
Okay. All right, guys, that was fun. Uh, we'll be back in just a second. Hang tight, and we will talk about my album. See ya, see ya. All right, guys, welcome back to Fresh Years. Uh, before I get going with my album, I just want to say that if you listen to uh, the last edition of Fresh Years, I am not going to be talking about the album that I announced. <laughs> so I initially announced um, Dear Diary, My <clears throat> Teen Angst Has a Body Count by From First to Last. Um, the, so the theme of this episode is to choose a choose an album that we loved in high school that we're maybe a little embarrassed to, embarrassed to, to talk about now. Um, so I couldn't really think of one. I, I was just like, you know what, I still in some way or another enjoy all the music I listened to when I was in high school. So I just went with that one. And then a couple of days later, it hit me. Um, so I have changed my selection. And uh, Unprecedented. Unprecedented. Yeah. This, on this episode, I will be talking about the rock debut of Lil Wayne in 2009's Rebirth. So before I get going about the album, I want to talk just briefly about the man who is Dwayne Carter Jr., a.k.a. Lil Wayne, a.k.a. Wheezy F. Baby. So I really found, I really found my love of hip-hop in high school. Um, Lil Wayne was one of those first hip-hop artists that I really gravitated towards. I loved and still love uh, the Carter Three which was his most successful album, uh, triple platinum record, I had the CD, loved it, loved it, loved it. He also had a mixtape that he put out around that time called uh, No Ceilings. I played that at nauseum. That was actually just released to Spotify yesterday. Um, so I was, I was pretty pumped about that. Um, so around this time period, Lil Wayne was like everywhere. Um, this was really his rise to glory. And I know we are, we've argued a little bit about this, but Lil Wayne's one of the most influential hip-hop artists over, in over the last 20 years, maybe of all time, definitely of all time. If it wasn't for Lil Wayne, we wouldn't have a lot of the hip-hop artists that we have today. Uh, he really changed the world of hip-hop. Artists like Trippy Red, Lil Uzi Vert, Young Thug, Big Sean, Kendrick Lamar, list goes on and on and on. Um, all these artists um, credit Wayne as the, the artist that really inspired them to do what they do. Um, he was one of the first rappers to really popularize popularize using the moniker Lil. Um, there were a few Ooh. before him, but he... Lil Kim was before him, right? Mm, I don't think so. Lil Wayne got going... Actually, Lil Wayne got going in like 92. Um, what? His first project was with a group called Hot Boys, and uh, Lil Wayne was 12 years old. Um, he, he released his first album when he was 17. Um, <clears throat> in 1999 called The Block Is Hot. Lil Wayne's the artist that shaped the mixtape era of hip-hop. Uh, he's basically known as the mixtape king. I, I would also say he's one of the, he really made the shift to where hip-hop artists are now rock stars. Because in 2020, we don't have rock stars like we had back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, whenever. Well, clearly, you haven't seen Bill and Ted Face the Music okay. to well, see Dave Grohl's big cameo. I'll have to watch it, but I feel like, like when you look at spoilers, when you look at a lot of these hip hop artists today, I mean, I mean, they're basically rock stars. If it wasn't for Lil Wayne, we wouldn't have young money artists like Drake or Nicki Minaj. Uh, they've both been two of the biggest artists in the world over the last ten years or so. He's got the Young Money record label. He's actually no longer a part of it. I think they had like a he had a dispute with the other guy who created it with him. But with that record label, he brought up 
so many of the hip hop artists that have kind of shaped uh, shaped the culture over the last ten years. Um, just a few more things. Uh, so Lil Wayne, when it comes to rappers, he has more tracks that have been on the Billboard Hot 100 than any rapper of all time. And when it comes to music, he is the number two artist of all time since the inception of the Billboard Top 40 in 1958 of tracks on the Billboard Top 40. He just passed, surpassed Elvis Presley this year. Lil Wayne's got the number two spot. So with all that said, I think that Lil Wayne is a hip hop and music legend. But this album is an absolute dumpster fire. Um, this is coming off the heels of his most commercially successful record, and he decides he's gonna make a rock album. Um, was it the next year or two years after? It was. This was literally the year after the Carter Three. Yeah. The Carter Three was huge. Um, I was a sophomore in high school, and at the time, I loved Lil Wayne. All my friends loved Lil Wayne. Um, I loved the Carter Three. Loved No Ceilings. He had an EP called The Leak that I was listening to a lot as well, and. For some reason, I loved this. I loved Rebirth. And I think it was just because I loved all the other stuff he was doing. And it was just something different. And you didn't I, want to tell yourself you didn't like it. And I, yeah, I thought it was cool because, oh, this is Lil Wayne. This is Lil Wayne doing rock music. I don't know. But I, so I vividly, I vividly remember my, my buddy Callan. We all know Callan. Oh, Shout out to Callan! Who also loves Lil Wayne. I think he kind of introduced me to a lot of Lil Wayne stuff. Um, I remember we were sitting in science class doing work on something and I had my headphones in and Rebirth had just dropped and I was listening to Rebirth on my iPod and he looked and he was like, why are you listening to that? <laughs> and he like straight, he straight a, up clawed me out. Ahead of the was, curve. <laughs> yeah. So oh, I, I heavily, heavily, heavily played tracks, the tracks Prom Queen, Paradise, On Fire, Knockout. Love those songs at the time. Little Wayne should never do anything but rap. Like, please, his singing voice is just so bad, and the way it's auto-tuned, and the way he's just, like, wailing around, it's just, it's so bad. Um, this is one of Wayne's only albums that didn't hit platinum. Somehow, still made gold. I don't know, probably just off his name and notoriety. Yeah, totally. Uh, had critically negative reviews, but this album did not hurt his career at all. Um, if anything, he came out looking like a bigger rock star than he ever was, uh, continued to release album after album, just released an album earlier this year, um, still making music, uh, I wouldn't say he's really one of my favorite rappers anymore, but I can still go back and listen to the classics and, and, and appreciate it, um, I, so when I was listening back through this, I, I still kind of hated most of it, um, but there were some songs that I did get some enjoyment out of, Running, I actually don't remember running um knockout i love knockout back then i still I, I still liked it but let me tell you the price is wrong man what a song i i don't know what it is but just the things that he says in that song we used to be the coolest kid couple back in high school my school right school yeah 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 yeah, yeah. oh, oh my goodness it was oh. something else and there's just like a heavy rock break at the end <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it wrapped, wrapped this album up with a bow. Um, who is Chanel? Who is this girl? <laughs> is it the I have never heard of grubby little life. paws are all over this album. And this is this is what confuses me. Little like like I said, I went through all his accolades. Lil Wayne was on top of the music game. He was like, had, I mean, Lil Wayne wasn't hurting for money. 
But well, this, you also have Eminem, Nicki Minaj, and, and Kevin Rudolph on this album as well. Exactly. Exactly. Who at the time... Were, yeah, top of the game. But this album sounds so cheap. I think it sounds cheap. Like, pro- well, it's probably because you're getting, you're getting all these hip-hop producers producing music that's not hip-hop. Yeah, you're right. Because it's a rock album, but it's still like... <clears throat> it's not a rock. It's weird, man. But hey, nevertheless, I had fun listening to this. Um, and uh, I still admire young Dwayne Carter. Um, so uh, I'm really interested to hear what you guys thought. Well, okay. I respect the accolades of this man. But for the life of me, I will never understand them. Touche. <laughs> because I have never heard a, a Little Wayne song that was pleasing on my ears. <laughs> even, well, especially when I listen to this album. And, 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 I, and I understand. But even when I was in high school, you know, a Millie, or God forbid, Lollipop, or any of that stuff. But you, right. you, you're about to say something, but those are his big hits. Those are his big hits. But if I'm going to show someone Little Wayne, it's not going to be either of those songs. Spe- but I'm speaking as a more casual person. Yeah, totally, totally. That's my exposure to him. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. Mm-hmm. A couple nights ago, we were watching a few of the videos, of his music videos. Mm-hmm. And Eddie kept asking if it was a joke. <laughs> and I agree. Like, I, I was listening, like, the first two tracks in this song are the worst. American Star and Prom Queen are absolute... Prom Queen was the hit. I'm, yeah, yeah dropped, I know. Prom Queen, you dropped the world with the hits. Yeah. Well, you dropped the world. Yeah. That's another situation. <laughs> but American Star and Prom Queen, when I first listened to this, I listened to those two tracks and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to call it a day right there. Because <laughs> I didn't want to listen to the whole album of it. Yeah. It's bad. It's really bad. I don't, I don't know why he did this. Oh. So... I guess Ground Zero is fine. If I had to pick a favorite track on this album, it would be Ground Zero. Um, but then, I, it, but then they all kind of get mixed in my brain a little bit. <laughs> Chanel keeps popping Chanel, up like, back in, doing, every girl? once in a while. But and this is going to be another. I mean, you know, I guess it's not really a hot take, cold take. But you get to drop the world with featuring Eminem, and it's probably my two least favorite artists. <laughs> Collaborating on a song, and you can tell that one was made for radio. Just has that vibe to it. Yeah, I. It might be the only one to me that doesn't really sound cheap. It sounds like very heavily produced. Because what's well, not really that's not really a rock song either. Mm-mm. I don't think. No. So I. Listen, we can we can talk back about Little Wayne and Eminem all day. We don't have to. I don't like either of them. I don't like what they talk about or sing about or rap about. Which is probably my main issue with Little yeah. Wayne. Um, so yeah, so when that song came on, which I've heard probably a thousand times on the really? radio before. Oh yeah, I've heard, I've heard that song. Of, I've heard that in Prom Queen. Before. Let me say, I can't stand Little Wayne. I understand Eminem has said, uh, no, no, no. Whoa! The curtain comes behind. The curtain. The curtain comes behind. Behind the curtain with uh, P. Let me say, the man I, with no last name. Let me say, I can't stand Eminem. I, I understand he has similar accolades, and and just because you have, I, I'm gonna. Go along with what you said. Just because you have all those accolades doesn't doesn't make it good. Popularity doesn't mean like exactly the fact that he's the number two artist on Billboard is of well, all time. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, Who's I guess number it's one. Car- the Beatles. Drake. Drake, Drake is. Okay. I guess it's karmic justice to, 
to that Elvis still loves all of his views from black people, and now two black people are ahead of him on the billboard. So <laughs> okay. good, good for them, I guess. <laughs> but, but I just, oh, I don't know, man. Yeah, um, I get it. You know, I, I can't stand little. Uh, ha, I keep saying it. I can't. I, <laughs> I think this is a, this is your Sigmund Freud. Freud and Slipknot. I can't stand him and him. So and and people love him, but yeah, I get it. I t- I told I totally. Totally get it. So I'm interested to hear what Eddie thinks because I listen to more hip hop than he does, but not nearly as much as you do. Mm-hmm. So I you have, weren't listening to hip hop then. No, uh, no. When we were in our sophomore year of high school, I was a, a very elitist, and I thought that rap was crap, mm-hmm. and I didn't respect it as a genre. And of course, that's changed now. I've I've grown to like a lot of it, and um, but not Eminem, not Eminem and not Lil Wayne. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that's ever a, uh, a hurdle that I will get over. So, um, Eddie. Eddie, well, okay, well, let me, let me introduce Eddie's review here by saying... Eddie Trezino? The Big, Big Cappuccino, Cappuccino yes. I, I, it was a couple days ago Eddie was listening to this. Well, boy. And he, we were both here, and I was in, I was in my room, he was in his... And he was constantly laughing. <laughs> and the big Eddie laughs too. So I didn't really find much to laugh at, like out loud like that at this album. So I'm interested to hear what that was. All right, guys. Well, I was listening to this album and I'm sad to say it was like a real trek. But I think this is the best album I've ever heard in my oh, life. here we go. I think this is the funniest thing I've ever heard. I think Little Wayne is trolling all of us. Do you really think so? Yes! Look at, did you see that video? He's walking around like he's, but he's real short. He actually is See, so you watch the music videos when you listen, though. No, 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 no. The one that you showed us where he's like walking Amelie. around the set. Amelie. 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 Well, he's, that he's song. He's definitely not trolling in that song. Is hilarious. I mean, he's, he's going off of that song. <sighs> Okay, so I was listening in my just sitting and listening, and like the first two songs were the worst, and I was like, oh, okay, but then like he starts like yelling and screaming, and it's so like dot 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 dot. it's so good, and he's like, oh my god! Every song I was like, okay, the next it song, kinda, it keeps I, getting it's better, like right? it's like it, it keeps yeah, because like. I didn't think there's that much guitar Maybe at the beginning. Maybe it's the effect. Maybe it is, but the guitar kept like every song had more guitar than the last, yeah, which it is keeps weird. Getting more rocky as you go, and yeah. like, but he gets to songs and it's like, what the hell is and, he saying? And then by the time you get the Price is Wrong, yes! it's like totally yes! elevated. He's like, yes, and like so, uh, and like some of the like it's like choruses that you hear and like. A music, a movie that's playing like in a strip club, like a movie strip club scene. Like, running. That's the perfect. Yeah, it's like a definition of little way. Yeah, it's a movie strip club scene. And oh my god, when I got to one way trip, I could not stop laughing. The whole song is so hilarious. And Travis Bark. Yeah, Travis Bark. He keeps like he's like. Travis Barker is my drama. Yes. Travis, and then he's like, "Let's hear it from Travis B." And yes. I was like, "I was like, Travis is loading a dishwasher on this song." I was like, "That's a joke stolen from another podcast," but like, it is so funny. He's like, "Yeah, because Travis Barker really isn't doing much." I'm sure so he's like, not. Like yeah, yeah, but any, yeah, and it's just showy. But anyway, um, he's just like, "I'm gonna drop the world on your." bleeping head and like i'm like what the f- what does that mean hop in my spaceship um, leave Earth. one way trip he's like 
I had a lady in my bed, got another one by supper. And I was <laughs> yes. like, who calls it supper? Is this guy 80? <laughs> I could not, like, every line was funnier than the last. Well, if you see him. He's a short guy. He's got to well, yes, be shorter he's short, than me. But he, Is the there way, a big wing? The way he, like, he basically looks and talks like a grandma right oh, now. And he's only 37 I, years old. I, um, and like, he kept. <laughs> The way and he was you not guys, a mass singer this past season. Was he? That's oh, he told us. He that. got evicted. He, he got evicted. The robot. He got evicted first. Yeah, uh, the first day. Yeah. yeah, you guys and like maybe it's because I don't like rap at all. But the way he like tried to make things rhyme, I loved it. Like I got another one by supper. <laughs> and like I loved it. Um, one way trip. I feel like I can't remember how it goes, but I remember liked it. Paradise. I was like, I can't remember. I, I really like. Paradise. I should have written some of the words down because I thought it was so. You know, funny. one thing I forgot to mention. I'm sorry. And it's another thing that I'm sorry. I'm getting all hyped up. It's frustrating. I love it. It's frustrating for me about hip hop sometimes. Is looking at all the writers on these songs. Yeah, there's so many. It's like, how did you need that many writers for American Star? But I think I. Okay, I guess those. Well, are Chanel actually... helped. Hey, you needed Chanel. Okay, but okay. So let's talk about that. So these are okay. So these are the producer. I was gonna say maybe they were just involved with the beats, but these like are the on fire has one, two, three, four, five, five writers on it. I don't. Yeah, on fire. Why? I don't think it. Well, it's not all like that. It's like no, because if some here's what happens if someone has a lot of pop music is just the overproduced like. Mm-hmm. Style. Well, the other thing is, if, if someone's in the room and they like suggest like a word to rhyme, like they get a writing credit. So like it's like, oh, okay, he probably said like, hey, you he should said, put supper in. Yeah, it's like, hey, hey, you know, another word for dinner is supper. You should and, say and another also, by supper. I also think it's be, be, because of how commercially on top of the world Little Wayne was at the, at the at this moment. He just. There were so many hands on the pot with his yeah. work. Yeah, like I said, he started the Young Money label, but Young Money was like under Universal Music Group, and he he just had all these people around but, him trying to shape his music. That's just what happens when you're when you're at that level. Yeah, so, I'm so sure, explain this to me, and I think we've talked about it a little bit. You you, you said off mic a couple of days ago that you prefers like mixtape stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that because it's more solo, like it's more him creatively? Yeah. Is that usually what mixtapes are? Yeah, so mixtapes mixtapes are free and they're they're just if you're gonna put out a mixtape it's just so much easier to do and, and there's you can just do it at the drop of a dime. Just record a bunch of tracks and, and put them on Dat Piff and it just happens. Dat Piff. What Lil Wayne what Little Wayne made popular was taking other people's beats and rapping over them. And mm. and you could you could take that one way or another. You could be like, uh, that's how someone else's beat. But this was Little Wayne, and these no one would not let Little Wayne rap over their beats. It, little and tons of people do that now. Uh, mixtapes aren't as popular right now like they were back then, but they still exist. But Little Wayne like popularized just going in on other people's beats, and like his his style and his mixtapes were totally. Totally different than like totally. his commercial hits. Mm-hmm. Like totally different. I don't know. There's just less frills, and they're, they're there's they're more more fun to listen to. I would say. Well, I got easier say, to access. I yeah. <clears throat> I had a blast listening to this. I'd say it's a damning indictment on Little Wayne when his best. Um, well, I haven't listened to every Little Wayne song, but my favorite Little Wayne piece of art 
is his feature on Can't Stop Partying by Weezer. And mm. that song Oh, that sucks. song is so good. It's so bad. Oh, it's God. horrible. It's so good. And it's still the best thing Little Wayne's ever done. I hmm. love that song. Oh, God. These songs are so good. Uh, featuring the track Weezer and this Wheezy. Oh, wow. Upside Down MTV. Oh, boy. So the first introduction I had to Little Wayne was like that little, because there's like that video of him playing guitar on stage. Which is just so terrible. funny. It's just like, dude, he like can't play. Like, he doesn't play. There's no way he strums be like a guitar. me playing guitar. He can't play. I, I, that was probably a bad video. Mm. I mean, I don't think he's super talented, but he can't play guitar. I mean, he hit notes, but yeah. that was funny. Yeah, that's my review of Rebirth. All right. Well, let's uh, let's hit final reviews here. Um, I, you know, I respect and love Little Wayne, but I I can't give this a good a good grade. <laughs> you know. The Price is Wrong really prevent, prevented, prevents me from giving it just a dog crap rating. Um, but I'm still going to give it a dog crap rating and give it a 3 out of 10. Yeah, I am worried that I'm going to get the uh, reputation for constantly giving albums low grades. Because that's not really who I am. I've loved Beach Bunny. I liked Asia. I, I like a lot of things, but it just seems like on this podcast, it brings out the worst in me. Um, I, I gotta give it a two. It's... It's terrible. It's horrible. <laughs> but, but at least... Okay, so... Unless you're Eddie. So, my, my, my Incubus rating was a zero. <laughs> because I think there's absolutely nothing redeeming about this album. Or that album. I would give this, I guess, a two because it's just interesting to me... That someone did this to begin with mm-hmm. at the the height of the height of their career. Yeah, this decided to go in a completely different direction and fail miserably at it is so interesting to me. Um, so yeah, two out of ten. And Eddie, I want you to give. You're probably gonna give it a ten out of ten or something. <laughs> I want you, based on comedic level, to give it a score. But then I also want you to rank it objectively. Well, guys. This is a 10 out of 10 for me. <laughs> I loved every second of it. I thought it was so... Gonna, I think Little Wayne... Do it again? Yeah, Can dude. I... I'll listen to Drop the World and One Way Trip and The Price is Wrong every day. Like, okay. they're so funny. I can't get... It, it's so... I think that Little Wayne is the, but the strip, new Andy Kaufman, honestly. Strip, strip the irony off of it, though. I don't know. I don't know. How can I? I think I legit think that he's a like okay. Lollipop okay. is hilarious too. But it's like, have you ever heard that Lollipop? But it's, it's hilarious. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, okay but put it in this perspective. I, you and I love like bad movies like Wish Upon. I'm not gonna give Wish Upon five stars. Well, you'd give it a ten, obviously. Um, I don't know. I I don't know, man. How can you rate something that you love so much? So you're still with your ten. Yeah. You give it a one hundred if you could. Maybe a 99. All right. But I just think that Little Wayne, he's actually an interesting guy. He's totally, he's totally interesting. Oh, I don't think he's an Andy Kaufman type. I, oh, my God. No, because he's a real person. He's not, like, putting on Okay, an fine. Act. He's more like... Riff Raff is more Andy Kaufman than Little Wayne. Yeah. Okay, fine. Little Wayne's he's not putting fine. on an act. He's I mean, not... Okay, well, he's then... He's kind of I mean, like... He might have been putting on an act. He's kind of like Tracy Morgan in 30 Rock. Because he's kind of like real self-parody. He's a real person. I think he's parodying himself. No, no I don't think not. so, dude. Oh, I don't think there's maybe any... on this album. But he is. I don't but, think there's a okay, whole lot of irony in Little Wayne's performances. Even if he's not, I love to laugh at him. There, there probably is on this album a little bit on this album. But okay, I think that Amelia. I don't hilarious. think so. 
I thought I think Little Wayne thought he was going to be the biggest rock star the world's ever seen, and he just fell on his face. Well, let's so read this Wikipedia. Still ended up no, there. don't do this on the mic. Okay, don't do this live. All right, guys. Well, that was fun. Um, it actually turned right. out a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Oh yeah. So uh, we're going to break here just for a, just for a couple minutes and uh, hear a word from our sponsors, <laughs> oh, and then we will come back and talk about uh, our last time of the day, Mister Mister John Marks. See ya. <laughs> Hey guys, thanks for listening to Fresh Ears. I'm one of the three hosts, Eddie, and this I just want to take a second to thank some of our sponsors today. First off, we have my dad's riverboat tours. Um, he doesn't own a boat and we don't live near any river, but my dad tries to do tours every once in a while for, uh, for $500 per person. So hope you uh, can join us on the next excursion across the Hyena River. Second, I want to thank, thank um, uh, Bixby Water. It's a new brand of bottled water that is bottled right here in beep, beep. Um, and it's uh, really good. I'm drinking some right now. It's really flushing out my pores. So drink some Bixby bottled water. Third off, I just want to thank Gumby, the little gum man, for <laughs> paying for a couple uh, paying for us to do this pod. Thank you, Gumby. You riding your horse, Pokey, and um, yeah, thank you for that. Anyone else? Anyone else want to sponsor us? Send us an email at freshearspodcast at gmail.com. Welcome back to Fresh Ears, everybody. Uh, it's time to talk about my album. I feel you made this? I, yes, I did. Oh. I feel like this is going to be a anticlimactic end to our three albums. I don't think so. I don't think so. I. There's a lot to talk about with Buck Cherry and Little Wayne. I don't think there's going to be as much to talk about with this, but we'll see. Um, my album uh, that I absolutely adored when I uh, my first couple of years of high school was uh, For Those Who Have Heart by Day to Remember. So I remember the exact time I got into Day to Remember, the exact moment. It was... Um, marching band practice after school one day my freshman year very very early on in my freshman year probably august and my two i was becoming friends with two men young boys at the time named, you two men oh god oh my <laughs> no, god. they were two years older than me they lured me into the alley <laughs> uh, jacob and eli who alex is very familiar with um they were like, hey, we'll drive you back up to the, the band room, man, after marching practice. You've talked about this moment to me many times. I know. Well, I mean... I feel like I was there. This is this is the most... I feel like I was there. This is the impetus for a lot of what I got into, because they, they they played, even though the trip to the from the freshman parking lot to the band room, 45 seconds, they somehow played both... Yeah. Um, they somehow played both Four Years Strong and uh, Data Remember. And those really set the scene for me going into high school. Two opposite spectrums of the scene. Actually, they're they're a lot more similar to yeah. each other than. I think right. I think Forty Strong is much better. Uh, I think Rise or Die Trying is a little better on this. I didn't pick because you like it as well. But I guess you like I this like one this too. too. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, but I'm not. I'm, I, I can listen to that. Like I'm not going to tell anybody that I listen to Data Remember because I don't. But I, I'll be like, yeah, I like Forty Strong. I actually, I actually wish you would have picked Homesick. I guess you picked this one because it was the first one you heard. I I have more nostalgia for this than Homesick. Oh. I listened to Homesick as I was re-listening to this too, and outside of like two or three songs on Homesick, I don't mm. really. 
Yeah, so outside of what's the what's the first song on that? Downfall of a Soul. Besides for Downfall of a Soul and Made of Wax, Larry, like that album is whatever. But anyway, too too enough of that. I in middle school, I just listened. I basically listened to Three Days Grace and Weird Al and like old classic rock. And that car trip, that 45-second car trip, was my first taste of, like, this whole scene of, I guess, mm-hmm. post-hardcore, melodic hardcore, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it's a, it's a big umbrella of... Warped tour core, Mini we'll genres. Say. Yeah, you could call it that. Uh, and it, it, really, it really laid the foundation for my musical taste in high school, at least. And... I don't know what it was. I'd never heard people scream before. I guess I probably it's pretty jarring when you first hear it. Yeah, but the scream, the, the, the screams with these guys isn't as jarring as some of something else that you could have been introduced to for the first. time. Oh yeah, like they showed me like I don't know, motionless and white or no, motionless uh, and white is tame. I wrestled a bear once. Deathcore, Bring Me the Horizon, um, is yeah, is a whatever. pretty jarring first introduction. Whatever. Okay, Mister Cool, Gatekeeper. Oh. Anyway, um, I I just re-listened to this album probably for the first time since college, maybe. And I gotta say, what a blast it was. Yeah. What a great time. Totally. Um, I, keep, I kept thinking, like, okay, well, these... Okay, this is, like, the last song I think I know on this album. And then the next song would come, and it would be, like, a flood of memories back to me. Totally. Of jamming out to this with you and probably Donnie. And uh, what are you laughing at? Nothing. No, say what you're laughing at right now. Every time you say Donnie, I just laugh. Because... But like everyone loved a day to remember. Oh then. yeah, everyone did. Even what I what I thought was cool was like the people who didn't listen to any of this other music liked day, a day to remember. They were very popular at our school mm-hmm. to the point where uh, <laughs> uh, on our lacrosse team, our junior year, downfall of us all. Was on our pregame warm-up playlist. I don't remember that. Yes, it was. It was. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. You helped make it, didn't you? I thought I made senior year. Well, maybe you did. But junior year, this was on a. This was on the warm-up playlist. Oh. And I remember my dad getting so mad because my dad was like in the booth, like in charge of all that stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. My dad, like my You're yeah. Like, oh, I don't like. Oh, my dad would do like. He would like introduce the people into the field. And what? Hey, he yeah. Was a play-by-play I guy. never knew this. Yeah. What? That's great. Big Mark in the booth. Wow, wow that's amazing. <laughs> and so, and so I remember, like, my dad was always in a mad rush to like get everything ready before the games, and so the kids on the team, I, and they were kind of being dicks about it. With the music wasn't loud enough, they would all stay in the field and like look at the look at the box and like put the thumbs up and you're like turn it up louder and my dad like after the games would get so mad and like talk about it and how much he hated that so that's my uh uh memory of of uh downfall of us all more than anything else um i i'm you know i'm not i'm not gonna go track by track i think looking back it's really funny to have a song that's called fast forward to 2012 yeah it is <laughs> uh the second chapter. We must be in like the tenth chapter now. Yeah, yeah. Just this year, the tenth chapter. Um, I'd say my favorite songs on this are probably "Speak Speak of the Devil" and "Show Him the Ropes" are the two best. Just hold your ground. Yeah. Oh man, when that starts, you know you're in for a good time. Mm-hmm. But I guess the segues into to Alex and I's 
uh, uh, Young Love with Warp Tour at back of the day. Did you go in 20? Yeah, you went in 2010. 2010 was my first Warp Tour. Mine as well. I saw Data Remember at 2011 Warp Tour. I never saw. What was I watching that time? Was that the infamous hospital trip? No, God, no. That was 2014. Oh. Anyway, Warp Tour. What's there to say about it? I think it was a time capsule. I would I would hate to going now. I would go in a heartbeat if it if it ramped back up. Well, yeah, but I think if I saw my fifteen year old self running around Warp Tour, I'd be like, "What a douchebag! What an idiot!" <laughs> With their t shirt and plaid shorts. Oh my! The classic the classic graphic tee and long plaid shorts on below my knees. They were like capris. So almost. so by the time twenty eighteen rolled around, Warp Tour was a lot different than it was in twenty ten. It was it was a much it, turned, it was a much different scene. But the, I'm talking about the scene that I fell in love with. Totally, yeah. And it was a four-year strong and, I don't know, going to see some dumb pop-punk band in the middle of the day where only four people were there. Oh, that's, that, was, that was one of the best things about Warp Tour. Yeah. Before before the, the dark times where I spent the whole day in, waiting on someone else in the hospital. We'll say that for another episode. <laughs> yeah, when we talk about... Uh, Daniel, the Daniel episode. <laughs> we gotta get him on the pod. We talked. Hey, about we could get him. Another Dan we know, and then a third just, Dan. Yeah, <laughs> Danny Heck. I'll get him. We'll get all the Dans on. All right. Wait, which one showed someone his rooster? That one. Dan, Danny. Okay. Yeah. We could get all. Oh, that we Dan. Have, we, have, Dan we, have, we have. You have a Dan. He has a Daniel. Well, I have two. I could get my cousin. No, not him. Dan Palooza. No, you have a Dan. He has a Daniel. I have a Danny. Okay. All right. So it all it all fits. Um, the best Dan. May the best podcast. Dan win. <laughs> May the best Dan win. <laughs> the best Dan win. You're Dan right. All right. Well, that's the title. Oh. Hey, that's the title of the episode. May the, May best, the best Dan, Dan win. Um, so yeah, listening to it now, though, I know I know our original thing going into this thing was like uh, I'm more embarrassed by, and I'm not really embarrassed by this. It's like. I would be embarrassed if it was Buck Cherry. Like I would be embarrassed to talk about Three Days of Grace a little bit more, but mm-hmm. that was I was over that by mm-hmm. the time I was in high school. But this, it's like, yeah, it is what it is. Totally, it it's hop top top at core. Put put your little. But it's like the it's like this is like the this is like they don't remember it was like the gateway for the other kids to get into this. And I it's yeah, like, it's the most tame of it all. And that's where I stayed. Because mm-hmm. you went much deeper into it, and I just stayed. I was more deeper area. into it before you even heard these guys. This was the deepest I really ever cared to go, and once stuff like once I transferred over to like Four Years Strong, and um, I think I, I guess I listened to um, Alexis on Fire and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I never went too deep into it. This is this was this was a good level for me. Yeah, and uh, that's all I have to say about that. You Not much of a review, I guess. Well, I don't, I don't think you've ever really dabbled with this scene much, so I'm really, I'm really excited to hear what you got to say. I got to say, so I've never been to Warp Tour, and it's intent. It well, it knew the. I think that we were in diff, like different eras of Warp Tour. You're one year younger than us. I know, but so I lump. A, I know you guys are going to be mad at me for this, but I lump a day to remember, three days grace, newfound glory. All those band four years strong into the same category, and that is like hot topic core and and warp tour. I would, I would say three days grace is nowhere near the other. Okay, I, well, I, I can okay, imagine okay. the same scene. I understand putting the other because it's the same scene. But. Yeah, like 
Never shout never. Like, it's the same uh, scene. It's it's yeah. the same scene. It's the same scene. And like it seems yeah. like right before this, because like Bowling for Soup and like Blink One Eighty Two. Well, that's way back. But they used to play Warp Tour, and then when it was getting later, like Mast Intruder and Bad Cop Bad Cop played, and I lo- and Teenage Ball Rock. Warp Tour started off as a. Punk. I know. I know. It was all punk. I know. Like no effects played it. Yeah. And like yeah. And then it 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 had errors, and it and it really. Well, this era was when I would have went, and I didn't like these bands at all. Like I never got into like the shouting. But they vocals. had punk stuff. Like what? Who you was playing in two thousand ten? So, so Warp, Warp Tour wasn't. Just I know that, but there was, was actually very I, diverse. Listen I know, to me. Listen to me. Tell me a band that I would have liked. At I can't name you a specific one, but I think you, the casualties played this year. You Did could they? have gone to 2010 World Tour that we went to. I'm sure I could have found. And something. you could have spent all day watching a band you liked at every time. Adolescents might have played this year. There's, Adolescents did. They play always one had. Point, they yeah. always had. They had Bouncing Souls played this year. Bad Religion. Did they? Uh, yeah. There'd okay. Be, yeah. Well, for some reason... It wasn't all post-hardcore. Okay, well, yeah. for some reason, I associate this with that period. Maybe... Okay, I'm sorry. I love the Bouncing maybe, Souls. Maybe because that's... That's because... Mill and Colin, I think, played That's probably once. because the kids that you went to high school with, yeah, that's, they probably, why they, that's why they went to work That for. probably is, yeah. The, yeah, 15-year-olds are going to go see the Bouncing. adolescents. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yeah What's yeah. that Pittsburgh punk, the really popular political Pittsburgh punk band? They oh, Anti-Flag. Anti-Flag. Yeah, they probably played at one yeah. point. You're not going to have a... a Fifteen-year-old, yeah, going to see anti-flag, which is weird. So I, so I don't know how I got how how I missed this and was into all that because, like, in two thousand ten, I liked, like I said, the leftovers and lipstick homicide. I was getting and nerf, nerf harder, which, like, I think, like, when I heard those bands, like the Ergs and stuff, I liked the bands that were just like nerdy guys, and I didn't like the the aesthetic of this kind of thing. I didn't. I, well, that's like, fine. I understand. And like a bunch of people went to Warp Tour. I'm like, they don't even like this music. Like, I don't. And like, I guess like I was an elitist. You know, that's, I was. Like yeah, no, I definitely was back then. I, I won't deny that I was elitist and a gatekeeper. I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing, Eddie. Okay. My favorite. Well, only one. Oh shit! No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. One of my my favorite memories of going to a Warp Tour. You told me this. I bet I know what you're gonna say. But it, go ahead. Go ahead. Whatever. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've I'm never sorry. told you. I shouldn't. Okay. Sorry. Warp Tour was awesome because it was very inclusive. I like know. It, it, I it know. Welcomed all walks. I was a very gatekeepy yeah. high school. I went and saw a pop punk band called Fight Fair, and they were. Oh, all, they played. Did they really? Oh, that's cool. You know Fight Fair? Yeah, of course. They were all just these like buff beach dudes. I kind of think they're funny. Oh, they were great. Yeah, yeah. They were all shirtless. They were yeah. all ripped. They all looked like professional wrestlers playing pop punk music. Wow. Like little beachy fun pop punk yeah, music. Yeah, and there was cool. barely anyone in the crowd yeah. except for me and my friend Eli. And it was great. Yeah. And that was that first year. That's cool. Well, should... okay. Well, I, the point is, is that I think I thought people who went to Warped Tour were posers, which I'm sorry. I didn't yeah. mean to. But um, so I never got into this music and I was listening... I've never heard anything, but I don't think I've ever heard anything by a day to remember. But I've had to tell him 15 times which band it was. I kept thinking it was Newfound Glory. I don't know why. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Names. Totally different, But yeah. the names of these bands, like, I don't know why, but they all seem like, yeah, for you oh, strong. Well, for you strong. remember, for Taking strong Back Sunday. Pretty, pretty goofy, but I, I, I agree, like, a day to remember, like, Pierce the Veil. Yeah, Pierce the Veil, Evanescence. Evanescence? What are you talking about? You're like throwing in these. You have this all jumbled up. Yeah, I do. I don't even know what Evanescence is. I guess, but um, there's another one. Never played Warped. Okay, Silverstein. Silverstein. Well, I got into that. But 
because they have like the influence. Senses fail. Yeah, since they're all they're all like honor. Kind of edgy, dumb names. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, they go, they go along with the the bright blue. Yeah, like I know. A, it's like a, a eye zombie see, monster. I love that era. It's a I, real oh, weird. I do too, but like, but still love it. See, I really missed the boat somehow. I don't know like what happened, but something got me into the dumb pop punk that, or like you know, the, that's fine. That, but so listen. I just don't want you know. I'm glad you're just not. I, see, well, not listen. To, I'm just saying that's what happened in my. I have the filing cabinet system. I know you do. I use the you know sometimes they come down the conveyor belt. My little mind people have to put. It's in. like Lucy with the chocolates. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lucy. Yeah, of course. So anyway, um, yeah. Fast forward to 2012. That first thing that made me think of is like, were these guys that emo that they wanted the end of the world? Is that the joke of that song? Like, because 2012 was the end of the world. I want That's what I think. Well, I think that too, because I, I don't. I couldn't really make out. Of I thought it was more like this is their second album, so it was like fast forward to the next chapter. And they say that at the very beginning of the song. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, no, but fast forward to the next chapter. This came out in 2008. Oh. Chapter 2 would have been I, the second song. I guess. The yeah. first line of the album is, we welcome you to the second chapter. Okay, yep. Well, anyway, I don't know. That was kind of like, oh, I was like, oh, that's funny. They want to be at the end of the world. Um, Speak of the Devil wasn't that funny. Well, hold um, on. It's not a comedy album. Yeah, I know, but it's funny. It's so what, like, what did you think of the music? It's like, so... I like some of the guitar tones and the little riffs. Like, I like it when it's, like, one guitar playing. It's like, and it's kind of soft, but, like, really, like, they've got, it's pretty, I don't know how to describe it. Do you like the breakdowns? No, I don't care for, I never got. Eddie hates breakdowns. I I like it when it's, like, a metal band doing it, and it's, like, and they go like this. This is a metal band, and they do that. Oh, they're metal? Oh, yeah. it's a I wouldn't have called them met, like you know, like on Earth. They're kind of metal or blind guardian. Yeah, but th- this isn't like into the metal. I-, I don't know. It's not like you're gatekeeping right now. Yeah, I know. I and I don't even like metal really. <laughs> so <laughs> so what do you I don't have know. Any rat in the race? Yeah, that's true. So I was listening, and I like yeah. I don't care for screamed vocals. I'm like okay, that's a. I think that I get why people like it because it's like that's like the farthest you can go into intensity. It's like, like you keep ramping up and eventually you get to screaming and like breakdowns. That's what I think is like going on with this kind of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, I got you. I just remembered that in I don't remember which Little Wayne song it is, but he says, "Do you have the time to listen to me whine?" He quoted Basket Case. Did you? What, what song was that in? Do you have the time yeah. to listen to me? Whine? Yeah. What song was that? I just remembered that. Why are you talking about Little Wayne again? Because that just I, I saw Green Day there, and I remember. well, stop looking at that. Okay, fine. So anyway, um, I don't I don't know. Nothing on this album really stood out to me. The piano song was kind of pretty, I guess. The price we pay, but yeah. I mean, all the songs I was like, okay, that was a song. I couldn't really make out many of the lyrics. Um, See, when it comes to like screaming bands, these are the most c- clear. Like I, I no, can, I mean I could make them out, but I don't remember. Saying. I don't remember them now. As well. I, Eddie and I were talking about this after our last podcast. My favorite, one of my favorite things about this is when you're with a group of people, with a group of people listening to it, and everyone starts singing the screamed parts, but they're not yeah, really singing. Oh. They're just saying "We will never fall." Like everyone just yeah, like, you were telling me that. Yeah, that and that's be, so funny to me. It was funny it, to me back then. It's funny to me now. It would be funny, yeah, if I saw people doing that because I don't want to scream. I never, I'll never forget seeing "Bring Me the Horizon" my first warp tour, and I screamed. 
I legit screamed along the whole time, and I couldn't talk at the end. Uh, the whole ride home. Let's hear it like, right now. Nope. Please. I, uh, what happened to my first world tour? My biggest memory, well, Five Fair was great. Uh, I guess I, I crowd surfed during Motion City soundtrack. And that was fun. Wow. Maybe yeah, my right. sister went to the last one. Or I went to the last two, one. Two years, I don't, it was one, she met Mast Intruder. 2018 was like, the first one where they did the. Okay, she must have went country. in 2017, and she would have been like 16 or 15. But she met Mast Intruder, and she got me a shirt from them. Did Marissa they, went? Marissa yeah, went. Yeah, Mast Intruder played 2017. Okay, yeah. I and like, I would have loved to see, I love Mast Intruder. and They played multiple times. My mom was, she took pick. yeah, so she knew that I liked them. Well, so here's cool. the deal. Shout I mean, out Marissa. And I understand where you're coming from, because if I listen to this now... Yeah, I missed the boat is what I'm saying. You missed the boat. If I listened to this now for the first time, I would have the exact same situation where, okay, it's music, it's whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. But this is is a a cornerstone of my youth. So... What? Let me ask you this. What's, like, the first band... What's the band that spurred, like, this kind of music? What... I don't... It started in the early 2000s. Do you think it was, like, Linkin Park that popularized it, or... Well... I mean, that's kind of... I guess they kind of popularized it, but, like... I know it started... Post-hardcore really got going in the early 2000s. I know, but what do you think... And then it changed. It got, like, edgy and trendy around, like, 2008. Between, like... I would say between, like, 2008 and 2012 is when it was, like... I know, but I'm asking you, what's, like, the seminal band that started this because I, I don't know i would say like hawthorne heights and okay. silverstein and uh bands like that okay i'm just kind curious of the old heads of, yeah. of this genre yeah because like the yeah that's just what i'm wondering <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah. and like the, okay so like um my favorite song i did like show them the ropes that was probably my favorite show one ropes is fun. so yeah that's my review <laughs> so a day to remember they are one of the biggest bands of this post-hardcore, metalcore, emo, screamo, umbrella, whatever, the scene. You know, it's a scene that I grew up with, and it's a scene that I, that I still love, you know. Um, these, are, these guys aren't one of the first heavy bands I got into. Um, I actually got into this scene in middle school. I, I heard A Day to Remember for the first time in uh, high school. But these guys were the first band that I got into that everyone else was also into. I was always kind of an outcast. I was always, I always felt like I was like when I was in middle school I had no other friends who listened to this oh, stuff. Regular Andre um, 3000. I don't know what that means. An outcast. But uh, so <laughs> <laughs> Alright that makes sense. But so this album in Homesick. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Give me a This album and the oh. al- and the album that they came out with after this uh Homesick were major major staples of my early high school years. Like this Sedator these Sedator remember albums were like Wake me up, school bus jams. Oh, hell like yeah. I would be on the school bus listening Absolutely. to this album in Homesick, like every Absolutely. single morning. Same um, school bus. Oh, heck yeah. um, I used many of these tracks also as like pump up songs. Um, I, I swam in high school and uh, in college, and uh, I when I was on the pool deck, um, I was always listening to a day to remember. I vividly remember being at my first ever like state champs. Um, in, I don't know, 2009, and being super, super nervous, but just having homesick, just pumping through my headphones. Um, I've seen them, I've seen A Day to Remember live twice, and they're actually a really, really fun live band. Like, a lot of, a lot of the bands from this scene sound kind of poopy live, 
Like they <laughs> wait, yep. uh, hang on a sec. Is this the one that the guy gave the hat to? No. That's how I say that. But these guys sounded just like the record live. They're they're tight and they're really really good live. And the production that they have at their shows is always like awesome. Like I saw. Are the they first, still playing? Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll talk a little bit about that. The first the first time I saw them was at work. But the second time I saw them was like my sophomore year of college. Um, I went with some buddies, and I actually got really, really mad and stormed off because this is when I was kind of like. Did you throw your this hat on the ground? This is when I was kind of over a date remember because I feel like in John Mark said this is this is baby's first heavy band. Like well, you, okay, that was probably the year I didn't go. This this is like this is like no, I saw them at stage A E. Oh, okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. I saw them at stage A with Bring Me the Horizon, Chiodos, and Motionless, and like. Oh, what a what a lineup! It was fun, but but. I didn't really. I only went and saw them in 20, uh, 2013, 2014 at Stage E because my friends wanted me to go. I really didn't want to go, um, and I was like, okay, I'll go because I love Mister uh, Mister Highway from, from Homesick. That's yeah. like That's a great it's song. got the sickest breakdown. It's so heavy, and I love it, and I can just go nuts to it. And they always play it last. To me, it's the best day to remember song. I love it so much, and I was just holding on. I was like. This is gonna be worth it because they are going to come out in the encore Uh-oh. and play Mr. Highway. So they went off, they come back for their encore and they play the putt bomb the panhandle, mm. which is a cool song. Oh. But I was so freaking mad and I I left. Which, by the way, where are you can they download for Rock Band 3. What? I really want to do that. Well, we don't have Rock Band 3. Wait, where are these guys from anyway? I didn't Florida. They're from Ocala, Florida. Florida. Okay. Um, so, LA. Yep. So I I was I was pretty mad, um, but so I no longer really enjoy Data. Remember, I still listen to a lot of music from this scene, but a lot of the music from this scene that I still listen to it, it's 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 a lot more mature than this. I've kind of grown with the scene, the types of like post hardcore and heavy music like this. Um, also, the music that they make now is not good. Like. <laughs> They were really successful. They're a really successful band, and they really sold out on their success, because like the music that they make now, it has like no life to it. Like there's a lot of life to this. Oh yeah. But like, go. They put out a song last year called "Degenerates." Just go listen to that, and you'll know what I mean. They like. Is it the same style? They still do this kind of style? Because I can't imagine people like really. Probably softer now. Kind, it? Yeah, it's like it's. A lot of these bands get softer as they go on. Softer and, and, and worse? I'd rather them... Not s- softer meaning, like, the music, not, like, they're soft pussies, like, that sort of thing. <laughs> like, you, they could still make heavy music and be good, and they still kind of... The heavy stuff's kind of trickled in there. They're really soft. Now. I'm, not, I'm not saying that that's bad. Um, but, like I said, go listen to G- Degenerates. You'll know what I mean. Um, let's talk... I'm going to talk about this album. It, it, it's so juvenile, you know? The, the, the album's really juvenile. Well, here's what's good about it, and I forgot to mention it on mine. And I, this is what I loved when I was a kid, and what I, what I think is so cliche now. But A Day to Remember is the epitome of like the trope of these bands saying, Man, this town sucks, but at least I got my buddies around. And I, and I, I'm about to say that. Oh, um, stole your thunder. The song structure is basically the same on all these tracks. You've mm-hmm. got melody, melody, chorus, breakdown. Um, but this album is just really charming to me. Yeah, like... These guys, they ha- you can really feel their spirit on like every single song. Um, 
It's an album about friendship, for God's sake, you know? It's all about friendship. I've never heard Alex say, for God's sake. My <laughs> friends come first. That's the point of life. Jimmy My friends Perkins. come first. That's the point of life. Um, but I How think, could you not get down with that? I'm down with that. This is the first... This I will say, this is the first uh, heavy band, post-hardcore, metalcore, whatever band that I listened to that was really all about the breakdowns in mm-hmm. every song. Because not all post-hardcore is centered on the breakdowns Mm -hmm. but these guys on this album at least it's all about the breakdowns but i think they're so fun and so iconic and when i when when i love this back in the day i would just if i was listening to it man i'd get so into it during the breakdowns you know and this is all just like it's so nostalgic to me and like i said i don't really like a day to remember anymore but man i i i will always look fondly on this stuff and homesick um the tracks that really pop out with me are The Danger and Starting a Fire, uh, The Plot, The Bomb, The Panhandle, Monument. So Eddie, uh, last episode, talked about how uh, Lipstick, Homicide, a lot of other stuff really spoke to him. Um, at this point, Monument actually really spoke to me because um, it, it's about you know being a role model, being in a position where you have to be a role model and a leader and someone that looks that other people look up to and, and how that's just like a really heavy weight on your shoulders. And, and you're my role model. Well, <laughs> I, I, from a swimming perspective, yeah. um, that's how I, in sports and, and being someone that, like a leader and stuff like that, that's, that's how I related to it. Um, I like Monument. Um, Here's to the Past was actually the first A Day to Remember song I ever heard. I, heard, I, remember, <laughs> I remember I heard it on someone's MySpace page. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember whose? No, I don't. Oh. But, yeah, uh, overall, I, I, this is a fun album. I, I'll always look fondly on this. Let me, it's, uh, yeah. it's a fun time, for sure. Are you going to ask somebody let, something? Well, yeah, let me ask you this, Alex. Do we have a MySpace page set up for the pod? Don't. We, we should have. We, should, we need to add, yeah. add us on MySpace. So I, I always love Warp Tour. To me, Warp Tour was always the best day of the year for me. I always. Oh, yeah. I could see it. All the all the way up yeah. to the last. I, I kept going until I couldn't go anymore. I went for yeah. nine years, and I always in 2018. I always, always, always loved Warp Tour. I will always. It will. It always hold a special place in my heart because I, I just I could never sleep the night before. I would wake up. I couldn't sleep. I'd wake up at 6 a.m. Be ready to go. Go grab my friends and head off to Burgettstown, uh, PA. I actually went to Cleveland one year and then uh, Baltimore one year. Always had fun. So I'll I'll always look at all this stuff as just great moments of, of my life. I feel like I went for you. It's wild that you went five more years than me. Yeah, <laughs> and and if I could go, if I could could have gone this summer, I would have gone. Well, I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, who played last year when they did the, like, remote shows? Do you remember that? Do you know who, like, was playing? Remote shows. Remember they, they just did a the couple. They didn't do the tour. They, 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 they were, like, big, like, multiple-day festivals. Yeah. They did one on the East Coast. They did one on the West Coast. Oh, they had... They I don't know. They, they brought in... They had the normal bands that they would normally have for a typical, but they brought, like, the, the legends. Like, I'm, they brought in Blink... Um, yeah, that's right. Okay, I thought maybe they did play. They, they, brought, in, they brought in a lot of the bands that their success outgrew but because they were only doing these two shows and they were i mean they sold out like that they were they had the money to yeah. bring in um all these big big acts but yeah that's uh that's my review great well um oh man uh oh, listen it's not the best album i've ever made i would probably won't even log in and listen to it now but i can't separate it from my Feelings of the past and my nostalgia. Here's to the past. Here's to the past. 
boys. Uh, so I'm going to give it a solid 7 out of 10. Eddie? Um, I know I have, like JM, I have a pretty big reputation for being given high ratings to these va- albums. But this one's a 4. I Little Way was in, a 10, but this I, is a 4. I couldn't get into it. I'm going to settle on a 6. If we were talking about Homesick, I'd probably throw an 8 on it. But yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to settle on a 6 here. 6 out Great. of 10. Well, uh, thank you guys for sticking around so far. When we come back, we have a fan question, and we will announce our albums for next week, so stay tuned. Welcome back to Fresh Years, everybody. Uh, We are now done with our walkthrough memory lane down high school, and we're back with a fan question. If you have a question of your own... um, Send it to freshearspodcast at gmail.com. Or if you know us in our life, tell us in our life. But listen, we, we see the metrics. We see the data. We know there's people... I mean, people, I have it, but Alex tells us. We, see, we know there's people listening to this. So I'm not asking you anymore. I'm telling you. You better damn send us a question. <laughs> or else. On our email. Or else. Or else we're coming for you, Japan. Oh my god. So I'm talking to the Japanese person. Yeah, we're gonna take Buck Cherry away from you guys. <laughs> yeah, you're you so Buck cool with your Buck Cherry. The, the early releases. I'm gonna go talk to Josh Todd. In the water. So, right, well, anyway, this uh, this week our fan question is from our good friend Logan. So Alex, take it away. All right. So our good good buddy, good friend of the pod, Logan, has a question for us, and his question is: What is the first song that made you fall in love? music oh, Jesus hmm. and this is a tough one I mean I'm yeah. gonna have to like you search stuff. my brain well, well you knew about it and you didn't even I know I didn't think no I, I can say <sighs> the first song that really, really you know got you got you in with music you know, um, down yeah. that magical journey hmm. down that magical magical journey well I got two and also the one that was like when I was little and like things that like my parents played that made me kind of like music was like queen like honestly like mm-hmm. my dad liked to play queen and um i remember hearing things like uh i'm drowning at the speed of love. what's that uh supersonic man oh, uh, don't stop me now don't stop me now and i love that song a lot as a kid i remember I love it and then like you know i like i always heard i remember hearing like ACDC and Van Halen, like I said, and like I've said this before too, but like the first song that, the song that made me like try to find my own music and discover my own was Van Halen by Nerf Herder. <laughs> I've told this story before, but just like I love that it was just like a dumb song that random nerds wrote about a band they liked, and I was like, okay, I'd, and that somehow led me down the path where I am now. So, so that's it, yeah. So my first memories of me really enjoying music go back to like when you were baby. the late 90s like being like four or five years old my mom would always have wvaq the top 40 radio in the area on dude baba black sheep love that and song. the first songs that i really remember like hearing and enjoying these are this is a funny funny uh collection uh Bucks kiss me by sixpence none the richer hate that song oh. um, i love it still as a forty-year-old, you heard uh, that. Yeah, and oh, okay. "Do You Believe in Love" by Cher. Hey, um, I <laughs> love that song. I loved that song so much. And then, and then I would say that U two was probably a, a big band for me as well because that's a that's 
a band that I heard uh, riding around with my dad. So I would say, yeah. But two like two specific songs, uh, Kiss Me by Sixpence, None the Richer, and uh, Do You Believe in Love by, uh, by Cher. I'm going to take this in a different direction. Sort of Eddie's. Because obviously, I listen, you listen to music your whole life. Yeah. I remember my mom buying me an NSYNC CD when I was in kindergarten. Ooh. I remember listening to the Now That's What I Call Music CDs. Oh, yeah, okay, I forgot about that. But I think the first, from my memory right now, and of course, maybe later today I'll think of something else, but one of the first songs that made me, like, emotional, that made me realize that music could, like, draw emotion from you, was um, the hit Where Is The Love by the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, yeah. Oh, Big um, I, my, my little third grade brain, or however old I was when I heard it, I was like, man, this cuts deep. This is real. <laughs> this is real life. Wow. And these guys are preaching the truth. Still is. And, um... App D-App. Apple D-App. Well, okay. When I was a kid, I made, like, headcanon. I just made up things in my brain, but then I convinced myself that they were real. I only knew the name of Apple D-App from the Black Eyed Peas because he I think he says it and let's get it started and so in my mind that just became my, I guess it was kid logic but I just assumed that they're, the four members were Apple A app Apple B app Apple C app and oh Apple D goodness. app and when I found out that wasn't true I was really mad <laughs> you were angry at the lies spread yeah the, the lies that were spread by myself well, uh, thank Who you. Who are the other members? I, Taboo. Taboo and Will I Am. Will I Am, okay. I couldn't remember Taboo, yeah. Taboo's really strange looking. They're, they're, they're a fun group. Listen, man, you get, you play the, the herbs, Sims in the City, and you unlock all the members of the Black IDPs to play with. Uh-huh. Good times in my mind. Yeah, the same thing. All right, well, it's time once again, friends. No theme next week. We're back to our regular programming. And I promise I will stick to the album that I pick. Right. <laughs> we're going to go down the line, and we're going to see what everyone picked for their song. So starting off with Eddie, what is your album for next week? Can one of you guys go first? Alex, what is your album for next week? He, yeah. doesn't, he doesn't have his magic bag with him today that he always pulls out. That just means he doesn't have vinyl. I actually have it on vinyl and I forgot. Oh. What a shame. So the album that I have chosen for next episode is The Human Condition by John Bellion. Okay. Hell yeah, dude. I love John Bellion. All right. Well, this is one that I said was problematic and I, I, I was going to... I'll diversify it up next time. But this is one of my favorite albums that like it's hard to listen to. I mean, it's it's... My brain hurts by screeching weasel. So, okay, yeah. Um, I don't feel sad about it. I'm not. I'm just like it's, you I don't, don't want to do. We don't have to do it. Well, I, it's it's. I have a lot to say about it. That's why. Okay. Well, mine is going to be. I, I've talked a lot of uh, smack about hard rock in the past couple episodes for picks of both of you. Um, so I'm going to put forth the closest that I actually like from that genre. And we're going to... Uh, m- my pick is Like Clockwork by Queens of the Stone Age. All right. And that's it. Right. Yeah, so right, bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We love you so much for giving us the time of uh, your day. We hope you stick around and make sure you tune in next week.
For Alex and Eddie, I'm John Mark, and we'll see you <laughs> next time. <laughs>